afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blasters Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. And like Mo, full furnace, baby. Yeah. In HD. Come 4K. On. Hey, since it's HD, let me just swivel this thing. Let that light shine upon man's face. It's, it's not actually HD. It's not actually uh, 4K. No, it, it's 1080p, let me, bro. Just, just let that light. I didn't say I didn't say the quality. I just said let that light oh, no, shine. I was referring to, I was referring to yeah. Rob because I think yours is even 720p, so. It's not. It's not actually it's HD. <laughs> you, you see the hate? Yeah, it's all right. 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 Yeah, it's all right. But yeah, live and in color, live in HD. Furnace, furnace TV taking over. Hey, come on, yeah. You might can see the oh. Paw Patrol car in the background. Come on, Curse your, Curse your, um, get there on the double. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Should we get into it then? Yeah, Let's get yeah. into it. Let's get into who's it. On the, who's in the hot seat? I believe it is Rob. I thought it was you. Nah, Peter was in the hot seat last week. Yeah, yeah. No, then... you were in the hot seat last week. No, I was in the hot seat last week. Yeah, for, were you? And then Mo was in the hot seat the week before. Oh, I guess it's me then. It's definitely you. Should right. I go first? Yes. Okay. So you see the James Webb Space Telescope? Yeah. Peter had this question brewing. <laughs> he didn't even have to think. Um, if it's... I mean, it's coming back with all these incredible... Uh, so maybe I'll make this a two-parter, but it's come back with all these incredible images of galaxies mm-hmm. out there. What is the likelihood any of those galaxies have intelligent life? And if they do have intelligent life, how does that affect your personal Christianity? <laughs> well, the funny thing about this question is, <laughs> when I want a new laptop, I go to Peter. <laughs> And you say he's asking me questions about life on other planets. <laughs> I feel like we've answered this question in the podcast before. We have, we have, we have before. Actually, we've talked about it to some extent before. It's just, yeah. it's, it's a different. It hits different because we're getting all these images. Yeah, and I like the way he's uh, like, "How does it affect your personal salvation?" Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think that if there was intelligent life out there in another galaxy. I wouldn't be surprised um, whether they'll reach me and us in our lifetime. Highly doubt it. Um, how does it affect my personal Christianity? It doesn't. Um, just because the Bible was written for this earth and for, you know, this world. And so that this is the world that I'm focusing on when it comes to the Bible. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe they have a Bible on on that planet too, and it's a different Bible talking about different space Jesus. <laughs> space Jesus, you know. Okay. Unless there is another planet that is exactly like ours, just in a different galaxy, and they've gone through the same thing that we have. But then maybe they didn't, because maybe God just wants one set of people as His people, and even if there are people on a different planet, they aren't His people. They just happen to have been alive, or He knows who created them. The Big Bang. That's why. That's why they don't. They're not they, because... the Big Bang created, but we God created us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're the reborn ones. <laughs> they're the fix. <laughs> what? Okay. Them are no. the knockoffs. Yeah, they're the knockoffs. You no, know, you know, people here want 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 the Big Bang to be so real. Mm. Um. So maybe over there the Big Bang happened, but over here, God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, I haven't got any any pushbacks on it. It's interesting, other people being Big Bang created and us being God created. But no, no, that's fair. fair. (laughs) You know what? Part of me feels like God would even just make that joke to allow someone to be Big Bang created instead of just being God created. (laughs) Just, 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 just to spite the people here. Accidents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cosmic okay. accidents. Cool. Cool. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my thing is, um, what. What difference, if any, would you place between gambling and investment? Mm. 
from Not, a biblical perspective. Very good. Very good one. Very good question. None. None. Why? Why? Um, very interesting because, answer. <laughs> big, because there's nothing that differentiates gambling from investing. Um, I think, I think in both you can be very good at gambling and very good at investing, mm. but it's still the luck of the draw. Like you have no control on the outcome unless you're fixing the outcome, like like they tried to do with like GameStop, and then we saw how mm. that happened. Um, I'm sure there are people who who can influence it, and know how to influence it, um, or then it's not really playing the stock market. It is manipulating something mm. uh the same with gambling you know you can fix the, the coin so it's two heads on the coin then it's, then it's, it's not really gambling because you're you're it's cheating yeah um but yeah with, with, with gambling and stocks you have no control you're putting money and hoping to get money out with no control over how the, whether the money goes up or down so it's the same people just like to um I feel like stocks and shares is, is a more conscious decision. But people with crypto will, can, will tell you otherwise because they're losing all the money um, right now. Um, crypto is moving mad. I'll <laughs> I'll ch- challenge that though. I'll push back on that. Because um, I remember when the reason to behold guys were on the on the furnace. Oh, we might have been on their podcast to be fair. And we're, nah, I think it was furnace because I think it was a sorry, not sorry. And we were talking about gambling. What's the difference between like dropping bets in William Hill and stuff like that. Um, because arguably the Bible encourages us to, in, to make multiple investments. In Proverbs, it says like, cast your seed upon multiple seeds because you don't know which one is going to give it back to you. Mm-hmm. And so if investment is gambling, then essentially the Bible is encouraging us to gamble. I think, it, I think if the Bible is telling us, is encouraging us to gamble, it's, tell, it's encouraging us to... In, it's encouraging us to gamble responsibly because in the sense that you can get really good at, like you can get formulas in stocks and shares. So it, mm. when, when it hits this level, I want to um, cap out. If it dips between this, this level, I want to pump my money out. Mm. In something like, in something like, Poker is it poker? I think it's poker or blackjack. You can card count. Mm-hmm. Uh, card, card counting isn't looked favorably upon, yeah. but that is a method of you know using statistical analysis to better your chances of winning big. So, so yeah. even though it's still, it's still gambling, you're gambling with knowledge, which is I hear that. kind of like what stocks and shares is. So it's like. Obviously, man, man's got stock. Man's got stocks, um, and there, there was a guy that I was listening to. He was like, so his whole thing is like personal finance, and he's kind of talking through personal finance and like talking through stock, the stock market and stuff. And he actually made a distinction between gambling and investment. Um, and his distinction was, gambling is more of a reckless approach with no information with no backing information. It's more based on assumptions and hunches. Put um, it all on while, Yeah. I got a good feeling about this. I'm going to do this. That's gambling. Because <laughs> you don't actually know what's about to happen. Whilst investment is more so a calculated estimation as to what's about to happen. Um, and so he was like, when people, so people who like stop, um, forex trade and will buy, oh, let me just buy some, some, um, pound sterling against the dollar and then hope that the pound sterling goes up and then the dollar's not going to... But if they're actually following the trends of what's happening within the country, within this market, within this financial market, and then base their decisions on that, that's more so investing. But if you just wake up and you're like, oh, let me just buy some pounds, that's gambling. Because mm. you don't actually have any prior knowledge or insights as to why you're doing that. And so in the way that I approach investment is I'm buying Apple shares because I actually want Apple to win. So I'm not just seeing it as, oh, I'm just trying to make money off of the top. I'm like, no, like I'm actually investing into this company to see them win. And 
with the bonus of knowing that if they win, I'm going to get peas. Mm. But also looking at the stock market from the perspective of um, if you buy the right shares, and again, this is where knowledge comes into it, even when even if the stock, if the market crashes, it's still going to pick up. It's still going to go up. And so your money is still going to bounce back. So even when Putin was doing the madness and all the stocks went down, my stuff for the most part has bounced back up. Yeah, Some but... people would have pulled out and blah, blah. And again, it's like, it's gambling. And and uh, in terms of, there's another guy called um, the Wall Street Trapper. And he's like, we invest based on a story. And so once you know the story of a company, you invest based on that story. And if that story changes, then you should pull out. So if the story is, all right, Steve Jobs is is running um, Apple and we know that he's a visionary, we know that he's he's going to take the, the company somewhere. And as soon as he passes away, all right, cool, the story has now changed and I'm no longer sure as to who's going to take over. So I'm going to take my money out. Or someone comes up and you're like, I'm not quite sure about this person's leadership. I'm going to take my money out. Um, and so it's a calculated move in investment as opposed to gambling. Now, a calculated move, you can still lose money. It's not it's not as guaranteed that you're going to earn money. You can still lose it. So, yeah, I'm just pushing back on the on the how you amalgamated the two with some insights just to see if that changes or influences or if, you're, if your stance is still both are the same. No, they're, they're both still the same. Um, you know, I had a friend who used to work um, for William Hill, I think it was, and and, and like I go and visit him on the weekends and stuff, and and he could give me like credit on like the machines, mm. and I think I could have made a career out of just playing that machine, you know. There was one time he gave me twenty pounds worth of credit, and about half an hour I made three hundred pounds. But unfortunately, it wasn't real money, it was credit money, so I couldn't <laughs> withdraw it. <laughs> but, um, but, um, but playing, I was playing blackjack, and blackjack, it makes sense the way it works. And like, mm. if you understand the probabilities, then, you know, you can make some money as long as you're not going crazy with it. And mm. so like, every time I pass a William Hill and I'm thinking, yo, let me just put five pounds in there. Oh, wow. I just can never bring myself to do it. I feel like it's not been a good steward of the money. But maybe one day, <laughs> when times are hard, I'll be like, okay, time to go back to the old ways. Bro, you're going to wait till times are hard to risk your money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and don't, so you, so you don't, you don't draw a distinction between slot machines and playing cards and investing into companies. Oh, no, no. Not all gambling is safe gambling. Slot machines are rigged against you. You know, mm. you could, like the amount of money you will put in will always be more than the money you get out of it. Mm. Um, to be honest, that's the same with most, most gambling games. But I think that if you learn about these games and learn the ins and outs of them, you have a better chance of coming out on top. Like poker. If you don't have to be a good poker player, and learn about the psychology behind it and stuff. You can make some good money off that. And again, if you learn how to card, card, card count, you, you might get thrown get front on the casino, but you can make some money before you do. <laughs> I hear you. All right. I disagree with your answer, but I'll let it ride. But my why? I don't I don't think investment is the same as gambling. It is the same thing. I don't think it's the same as gambling. <laughs> like you put money into Apple, hoping that Apple stock will go up. But there is nothing that you can do or nothing that you can see that can affect Apple's stock going up or down. Mm -hmm. So your money is in the wind in the same way as someone who puts money on the roulette table hoping that the, the ball hits um, lands on black. Not particularly, because even as the stock market dropped, I have been patient enough that I'll be able to recoup my money. But that's... That's if you're lucky enough that it doesn't drop enough that you go, you don't go down to zero. Yes. Um, and, and this is where a calculated move is very important and where you put your money. A company like Apple, I am almost certain that it's not going to go bust anytime soon. 
Fam, politics is one scandal. <laughs> bro, it doesn't. I mean, Elon Musk is popping out kids with his secretary and blah, blah. It think Tesla's still popping. Right. Their stocks have fallen. It, it, it's fallen, but it's like the, te- the technology is strong. How many people foresaw Blockbuster going, going, going bust? How many people saw, saw Woolworths going bust? I hear that. That's that's a good counter. That's a very good counter. <laughs> um, I don't I don't perceive Apple being in the same um, category simply by virtue of how industry leading they are. Blockbuster was industry leading at one point. They were the the the, the, the home movie leaders. Facts. They they were big boys in the home movie stuff. But Woolworths as well was staple on every yeah. high street. On every high street. Yeah, no, nah, even Cineworld, before they announced their bankruptcy and that, fam, I saw their stocks plummet. <laughs> their, their stocks are literally under a pound the last time I checked. Well, anyone can get it. Anyone. Fault. So now I, I hear you. I hear you on that. And again, this is where listening to the, like, if the story changes, so it's actually being clued up on the organisation. I do, I do still think that there is a difference between gambling and investment. I feel like investment is more information-based and calculated with a sense of um, security. Without And it doesn't necessarily negate the risk, but it almost mitigates it. Whilst gambling is just like throwing money into the air and hoping that a larger, larger amount drops on the floor. That sounds like investing to me too. <laughs> Mm. Well, we could we could go back and forth with this forever too. Yeah, yeah, we can agree to disagree, but yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, any last points Pia, you want to put in before your... we? <laughs> I think it comes down to intent. I think the difference becomes intent because I, I do see, like, if you break it down to first principles, you are putting something in, hoping that something greater comes out. Like first principles, like if you break it down to simplicity, mm. gambling is putting something in, hoping more comes out the difference i think is intent with gambling it's yeah it's you know it's whatever there's no and as much as you can try and game the system it's still just a game it's still it's a lot more frivolous it's a lot more um it is playing with money and i think my approach to investing is different as well in that and i think as as mo said you know there's elements of I'm not just putting the money in, hoping that the money comes out. The intent is to maybe help that company or to be part of that company or to um, contribute something at the beginning of that country, that company that will mean, you know, it, it flourishes because I maybe I believe in the product or I believe in what they're doing. And that's why I think Shark Tank, for instance, ends up not just being what could make a good product, but it ends up being, you know, the person, the founder, like there's so many other elements that come into the shark's decisions to to the end. Now, they're still wanting to put something in and then get more out of it. But the intent, I think, becomes a bit different when it's, for instance, you know, investing in a company that you actually believe in. I use Apple products now. So why would I not want to be part of that company? Um, I'm buying their products. I want to you know, contribute to the company in some way. They make better products. I get that. And obviously there's that added bonus of the money. Now it's still, there's still an element of risk. Tim Cook goes and then, you know, does whatever. And all of the, all of a sudden Apple's down, fine. But I think um, intent is what makes the difference for me. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's me. Cool. Okay. I will stand alone on my money rock. I was kind of agreeing with you more so, but okay. Oh, great. Welcome to the rock. Well, you are the rock. So I'm standing on you. You weren't listening, so. (laughs) So you're standing on sinking ground because of your inability to to hear. No, I'm standing on the rock. No, you're not. I'm standing on the rock. You're standing on Peter. I'll go back to Peter. Put the house on Peter. Shake it down, I'll tell you. Yeah. 
Cool. Is like I'm, I'm in no, I'm in no delusions. That's a good, uh, good, good sign up, sir. I think. Yeah, how do you on? Yeah, how do you on, Robert? Yeah, how do you on? Kind of, but cool. What do you mean, kind of? I answered those questions pretty good, pretty well. If you do say so yourself. No. Humbly speaking. Of course. Humbly yeah. speaking. Anyway, cool. Okay, let's go on today's topic. I don't think I have a one specific topic. I think we've got like a range of two or three maybe topics. Cool. Let's see. Let's see how many we get through today, okay? Uh, let's start off with Beyonce. <laughs> Man's trying to get the beehive after us, you know. I can already no, 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 no. I'm on Beyonce's side for this one today. So Beyonce just dropped an album, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. she did because Spotify had a banner all up and all up in my grill as soon yep. as I opened it. And there was a song on her album. I'm, I'm really bad. I didn't. I didn't research this as much as I should have. But she had. She had the song on the album, and she had to change one of the lyrics in the song because she used a word that was deemed as offensive. Ableist. To... Yes. Ableist. Yeah. So she used. She, she used the word spaz. I was contemplating whether or not to say the word. But okay. Why? Well, spaz is a well, Spaz is a word that people use. Well, gonna get yourself cancelled? No, I won't. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who tries to try, you know, let me not say this. <laughs> gonna get yourself cancelled. <laughs> PS, I'm so content saying that, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Beyonce went and she changed the lyric. Um, from spouse to something else, I don't know, because it was seen as being ableist. It was seen as um, encouraging stereo, um, negative stereotypes of um, this disability. I think it's dyspastic. Yeah, uh, and I don't even know if that's the right word to use for it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the word that and, and that we used to throw around all the time. <laughs> In the days of our youth. <laughs> oh. <sighs> but yeah, so I was thinking about that. And I want to ask, when is enough enough? When do we stop bowing the knee to these people that say, I'm offended by this, I'm offended by that? When do we just live our lives the way we want to live our lives, say what we want to say, do what we want to do, and be free and happy? Or do you think as Christians we need to be a bit more considerate? To those around us, Beyonce is not Christian. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm talking about for us as Christians. Oh, okay. I, feel, I feel like I feel like that um, <clears throat> that statement that 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 um, freedom is a double-edged sword. Um, so I, I was looking. I was actually looking into human rights, and one of them is the ability to kind of say whatever you feel whatever you want to say. Um, but arguably that, that then includes hate speech. Um, so I feel like as a double-edged sword, um, are we going to police each other's speech or are we just going to give each other, if you are going to police each other's speech, to what degree, um, where do we draw the line? Can we draw a line? if we're not going to police each other's speech, then how are we going to work around truly offensive material that just kind of spews out of people's mouth that is really degrading and belittling and just not edifying, which as Christians, we're, we are encouraged to make or to ensure that all of our speech edifies, doesn't tear people down. And so there is a requirement on us, but obviously the, the world isn't living to that same standard. And so we're not trying to hold them to it only if they prefer um, profess Jesus that we're like alright cool like it's not by works but there is like the Holy Spirit is molding into the image of Christ and this is part of that because um, yeah if, if we're like people can say what they want to say then arguably white people can walk around calling everyone the n-word walking around with KKK hoods smiling at you um, like and not just that like racial slurs we, we can't police that we can't we can't do those stuff because Everyone's got the freedom to say whatever they want to say. I don't, but if we so, are going to police it, then how, how, where do we draw the line? I think 
if everyone was just free to say what they wanted to say, you wouldn't be able to police it. But Ooh. there'll be consequences, you know. If the like a white person, yeah, if white person comes up to me and says Edwards, <laughs> you're gonna get slapped, and then no one's gonna turn around when he says, "Oh, this guy slapped you because I said the Edward," and be like, "Oh, you poor thing." You saw the video of the white man getting slapped like 17 times because he called someone the N-word. No, I think yeah, you saw fam, the guy got slapped to the ground and he was still getting slapped whilst on the ground. I it think I've seen wild. that actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in the group chat. Yeah. It was wild. It was so wild. Yeah. And I think just because things aren't polices doesn't mean that there won't be consequences to actions. Yeah, and w- when I when I mean policing, I don't necessarily mean that there there is like an official court of law sort of policing system, but then there is there is also the social policing system, where socially things aren't acceptable, and so in as much as by law you can't you can do X, but just by virtue of the environment that you're in, you know that all right I shouldn't do X, because these men are going to move mad if I do it. I think that's enough, to be honest. But, yeah, okay, I hear that. I, I think if we lived in a world where people understood that there are consequences to their actions, either one, people would buy more guns, or people would just <laughs> behave better. I think, I think we would get silos we would get, and I think we, we do have those silos. Um, pockets of, so pockets Echo of, chambers. yeah, like communities where they're, they're really extremists. So typical example, this is a stereotype by Utah with the Mormons where like this sort of culture exists within this space. No one speaks against it um, unless you're outside of this space. Um, like when you find a little cult and this is what they're doing, so there's these echo chambers and these silos where these cultures are prevalent. But as soon as you come out of it, it's, it's seen as being at odds with, with what's, no, uh, what's normal. Um, but if we're, if we're really going for a total, like a u- utopian sort of environment where everywhere is the same, um, then that, that becomes a lot harder because culturally in one place, it, it, it will differ from place to place one thing will be acceptable here, but not acceptable there. Um, and yes, culturally, you have the boundaries and the parameters that almost police yourself. But then it becomes very confusing when we look at it from a global perspective, unless we're going to recognize the individual cultures and the uniquenesses within them, um, and then trying to rearrange how these cultures interact based on those um, differences, which may be detrimental to each other. No, and so yeah, it becomes it becomes a whole a whole next thing. I think the second one. I think that we need to understand that people's cultures are different, and mm. it's not your place to say your culture is bad if it's not your no, culture. But if your culture is offensive to mine, how do we neg- how do we navigate that? You gonna live your life over there? I'll live my life over here. You know, what I don't have you're... to stay where I'm offended. I don't have to stay where I'm offended. What if you have no choice? There's always a choice. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking from the perspective of slave trade. So you've now been liberated, but by virtue of where you're living, you've got KKK like two, two, two meters down the road from you. Okay, okay, okay. But in, in 2022, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that anyone can say or do that I cannot move away from. Which is contrary to what a lot of people will say. You know, mm. people will say like they didn't, they feel like they didn't have a choice. They feel like they'll lose then, this, yeah, lose yeah. that. Even today, people people will, will go through nonsense feeling that they don't have a choice. You have a choice. Oh, no, so so it's it's like again, nah, you don't always have a choice. Because, give me an let's, example. Let's, give me, let's, give, let's give me an example. Take, let's take um an illegal immigrant no, who is bound illegally. Mud. But you got you got you got smuggled in here as a kid. Like you don't you don't know what, what like even Mo Farah situation. Have you seen the the documentary on Mo Farah? I, I saw that he was granted stay or something, having been immigrated in as a kid. Yeah. So yeah. Mo Farah is actually not his real name. 
Mm. He he was brought here under false um, another person's name, mm. and so like the technically Mo Farah, who has been granted stay, isn't him. So he so at officially time, is illegal. So so at any time the government can just decide. You know what? We're You're the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Go back. But obviously he's represented England on at, at like a high level. He's been knighted whatever like OBE all of them things there so, so he's Sir Mo Farah so for them to do that it's almost like right you man are moving mad but obviously we know that from the Windrush stuff um, <laughs> but <laughs> fam we know that Pretty Patel's in the madness um, but it's like his situation is such that when he was a child he physically couldn't couldn't go anywhere and there are some people who are smuggled in here like drugged and smuggled, like sex traffic with sex workers and stuff like that. Not all of them, but some of, some of them are like trafficked into different spaces and literally their movements are restricted. They don't have... Now, these these can be seen as extreme situations, but they're more common that we would like, than we would like to think they are. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a very... Is a very grey area. Okay, so, so, so I think the difference between what I'm saying and what you're saying is that there's a difference between your situation where someone is legit chained to a house or locked inside a house where they physically cannot do anything. Mm. If I say pepperoni is great and I eat pepperoni neck and, and pork and bacon every day for lunch and the Muslim guy next to me finds that offensive and he's complaining about that every day, either I can leave the table where I'm eating or he can leave the table where I'm eating. Mm. You know? Facts. And especially in somewhere like London, there is enough resources that you can go and leave a job, move somewhere else, if it would mean that you have better mental health, a better standard of life than you're currently having if mm. your current circumstances are causing you a problem. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I'm very mindful that Pete has been silent this whole conversation. No, so I'm I'm sort of thinking, going back to the first question, because the whole thing with Beyonce having to change that word is apparently the disabled community uh, spoke up and said they were offended by the use of that word because it was ableist. And as, um, as Robert said, it can't, apparently perpetrates some bad connotations of that disease. Um, and I think looking at society now, we're in a society that has elevated the individual to the standard. So the standard is the individual and that's become very relative because then it's, it's all about me and it's all about what I consider, um, what I consider offensive or what I consider acceptable. And we're at the same time in a culture where it's a very, it's a very sort of gotcha culture where everyone's looking for a reason to pull someone else down or mm. to make someone else bow. Kevin yeah. Hart with the with the Oscars. Um, this uh, I remember. Who was it? It was one guy. Um, I can't remember his name, but it was one black guy, and he was going to be like a director of a movie or something. And they went and brought up things from his his um, his college yeah. days that he was even acquitted for brought that up as a way to pull him down. And so it's, I think, very interesting that if the individual is the standard, then why does one person's idea of a standard overwrite someone else's? And you're talking mm. about moving away and stuff like that, but I think the, the point at which we, or the point at which we will see people no longer bow down to that is when people no longer care about those consequences. Donald Trump was a perfect example of that. Like, he didn't care. He clearly mm. didn't care. I was doing anything. And because he didn't care, and because he had his own sort of money and, and things and wasn't reliant on sort of any other public entity that can then stop him from making money, he couldn't get cancelled. You can't cancel someone if you're not you know, if, if you're not able to affect those that give them the living they have, mm. the way he has his own money, you can't, you can't cancel Donald Trump. 
they, they've tried. Um, and so I think for the Christian, our standard is different. Our yeah. standard is I will do, I think, and I'm, I'm sort of reaching here somewhat, but Paul would say, I would not compromise, but I'll be all things to all men, except on the issue of salvation. There, I'm happy to offend you because the truth deals with your offenses. So it's not surprising they will be offensive. Um, but outside of that, whether it's meat, pepperoni, whether it's whatever, I will then make sure you're comfortable. Strip club? I'll, if uh, some people, um, some, hey, yeah, no, no, the argument, hey. the argument's been made. The argument's been made. Um, of uh, Andy Minnie even said, you know, he, he lives around the prostitutes and the drug dealers and stuff. And, you know, the, the argument... Not anymore, is, I, I, I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. But the argument is, if he's not there, who's going to be there representing Christ? Yeah. You know, and so I can do all things and be all things to all men, not offend anyone except for on the issue of salvation. There, the truth is what has to come. And the beauty of it is, the truth is the power of salvation in and of itself. So that's fine. Mm. And so I think that's where our line is. is yeah. Yeah, I will... If I'm sitting in a room with someone and he says his pronouns are, you know, it's an L, I'll use that for you because there we can compromise. I will still tell you that you are not an it's an L. You are created and thus you are accountable to God for having given you your existence. Um, and so it might be a good idea to get to know Christ and, and be made right with him. And you might find that offensive as well. And I think that's where Christians are. We're, we're given by the Bible the, um, the go-ahead to be offensive there, be offensive yeah. when it comes to the truth. Outside of even, that, be all things to all men, such that yeah. some might come to know that truth. Oh, boy. That's Heath, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's, that's the, Heath. That's South London. Yo. Um, it's, not, guess, it's not London. It's not London. It's, it, is, it is London, fam. What's your postcode? Don't worry, it's London. If, if ASE, it's not London. Who Sorry. said that rule? If there's a red bus that goes there, it's TFL. No. Transports it, it, for London. If the tram goes there, it's not London either. Just so you know. So, because, yeah, Peter, Peter does mention in the Bible um, that to suffer persecution for righteousness sake is 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 good mm. um we we all gonna suffer something but if we suffer for the sake of righteousness then that's that's good um so yeah i i agree in terms of not compromising the standard that we have to stand for truth but being able to have to display wisdom in a way that we navigate how we how we operate and present that, um, like the like the gay the the pride parade, mm. where someone was just standing there with a banner talking about LGBTQ are going to hell. That's not helpful. I, I, it's I, also not it's not also not necessarily even true. Yeah, and I I I I would argue that it wasn't the spirit of the Lord that was that was telling mm -hmm. you to go and do that. Mm. Like I would argue that. Like, and stuff like that is just demeaning. It's not helpful. It's it's just not moving community forward. It's not being edifying. You may think I am edifying them by telling them the gospel. No, you're not. You're being a douchebag. But you're not telling them the gospel. <laughs> That's the thing. He's saying, oh, if you're gay, you're going to hell. Being gay doesn't take you to hell. Not knowing no. Christ takes you to hell. Yes. Being straight doesn't take you to heaven. Not knowing, knowing Christ is what takes it to heaven, and so you're not Facts. actually telling them the gospel. You're just making no. yourself feel important by going to protest yeah. and say all this. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I see um I see the whole freedom of speech stuff as a double-edged sword. Um, but but also also your argument, Robert, in terms of if you don't like what they're serving at the table, move essentially. Um, go find a table that is serving what you want. And there is some merit to that. I also find that um, the approach nowadays is almost 
if they're not serving what I want at this table, I am going to berate them until they do. Yeah. And you'll find a community to amplify your voice to do that. Yeah. And that's because now you are the, you are the standard. It's yeah. whatever needs to be done needs to be done to please you. The same reason why people will sit through a YouTube video and complain, 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 complain and cast the person out. And it's like, you could have picked another video. Why, why are you still sitting here watching the video? Like, why are you doing that to yourself? And it's this outrage culture that I think society is in now where it seems we're all looking for something to be upset about. Mm. I think that's perpetrated by the corporations. And I'm not being conspiracy theorist, but something like a Facebook, like a, like a TikTok, they're built for engagement. Yeah. And they found that emotional, uh, emotional things are what gets engagement. And so they've optimized for that. Mm. And so they designed their things to keep you there, to keep you angry, because then you're still looking at them and you're seeing their ads. Um, yeah. And so that's and long- what's built the culture of outrage, I think. And as long as there's a like button and a share button, you're going to say what will get you the most likes and the most shares. Yeah. Yeah, and it's oh, saying the yeah. most outrageous things. Yeah, or even like on on a YouTube, what will get you most engagement? You know, and and now they don't even have a counter for dislike. You can just click dislike. Um, but again, why would you sit through it unless, for whatever reason, society has made you the standard, and for whatever reason, you need to be appeased, and so you're going to complain, you're going to berate them, and you're going to find other people to join in. And it's just, and yeah. the solution to it is either not living by their standard and being willing to be cancelled. And as Mo, you said, being willing to have the, 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 the persecution for righteousness, or you will, you will, you will cut out of it. You will, yeah. you'll bow. I guess as well, with the leaving the table argument, um, I also think, and this this isn't everyone's calling. This isn't, and not everyone should be, um, like this freedom fighter trying to champion stuff everywhere they are. Um, sometimes just chill, just think about your mental health, and just keep it stepping. Um, but just the notion of if no one raises the red flags, then the spaces won't change. So if there's something unhealthy happening in a space and everyone just comes, recognizes it and bounces, then that isn't going to change because no one's actually raising the flag. And if unless they develop self-awareness in order to recognize why are people just bouncing? Oh, right. Like we're slaughtering animals on a dinner table. Maybe people don't really like the look of, like, like, the, like, the look of blood or whatever. So let's try to change this to see if we can retain people. But some people are like, no, I like it, so I'm still going to do it. I think I'm, I think to that I would say that, I think in a lot of cases, maybe 80 to 90% of cases, if you leave people long enough to do, to do their nonsense, eventually they'll end up destroying themselves and the nonsense that they're creating. And so the problem solves itself. <laughs> That's a hopeful I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know <laughs> if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that because I don't think just human history shows that there is a real, like, there is no depth to human depravity. Yeah. Like, like our depravity, we can continue to dig a ditch for ourselves. And we'll continue to find new reasons to do that, and we oh, will oh, even we'll even get new people to join us in doing it. Oh no, I, I think you can find new reasons, but the original reason will will finish, which which is why you're looking for a new reason because the original reason, which has like self deleted, is finished. So you yeah. need to find something else to scratch that itch. And I think, I, so, so what what I'm even what I'm almost saying is like. The, the what you're doing may be the same, but why you're doing it may be different. And so you may still be discriminating against people, um, not because you think you're better than them, but you realize that no, like I'm nothing, I'm worthless. And so to make myself feel better, I'm going to, and it's like the reason has changed, but the outcome is still the same. And so 
you will still be doing the stuff that was alienating people, even if the reason has changed, if that makes sense. Yes, but then eventually you alienate yourself and then you're like, oh. I don't think you'd alienate yourself with, with humanity. I think that there'll always be someone that'll rally against your cause. Rally with your cause. Yeah. And so you, you almost never alienate yourself. You, you almost always be justified in someone's eyes in what you're doing. Yeah, but Unless you, you come against a force which is either equal or greater than you to be able to, like, put you down. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Eventually, <laughs> someone will come and say, enough is enough. And that's, and, and that's, then those are the people who are on the table and are like, nah, like, we're not leaving. We're going to change this table. And it's almost like everyone now is trying to be that person. Everyone now is trying to be that freedom fighter to be like, yo, we're going to pick up arms. We're going to do this. It's almost like having activists on your, on your bio is almost like a badge of honor right now without realizing that fam, activists were killed. Yeah. Like, Real show, activists show, were killed. Fam, Show Baraka's got this, this line that is so transparent. He's like, I want to be an activist, but I'm afraid of getting killed. Hmm. And it's like, yo, like, man don't think it's cute to just hold up picket signs and stuff, walk around. But nah, like, Martin Forget Luther King had bombs, had bombs come into his yard with his wife and stuff there. He got assassinated. Bro, yeah. Malcolm X assassinated. Yeah, yeah. Like the the FBI were putting tabs and traces on people to do a madness to them. Yeah. And so, yeah, like if you're really about this life and not this Huey Freeman version, but if you're really about this life, hey, relax. Huey was he was yeah. down for the cause. Huey was Huey down was for about. the cause. Relax. You know what? Nah, Huey Huey was down, but it's like yeah, he, not he weren't riding. He, he was. Riding. Yeah, he, he was. was fully riding. Riding. Nah, nah. Don't disrespect Huey. Don't disrespect Huey. He was fully riding. <laughs> he did. He did what he could within his community. You know, and bearing in mind, he's a kid, so exactly. Yeah, he was. He was like ten. <laughs> but he was riding. He was fully riding. But it's it's his version where he was like, um, "How are you doing?" And he's like. Um, Salami and bacon, my brother. And I'm just like, bro, you've just, you've just butchered <laughs> the entire thing. Like, you've yeah. used the most offensive thing to represent yeah. the people group. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like this, this, if you're really about it, it's not a game, it's not a joke. Um, and it will cost you. It's the same as faith. If, if you're really about righteousness, it's like those who seek to live a righteous life will face persecution. It's not ifs, buts, or maybe. It's a will. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like people are playing at the moment and they're not necessarily about it. They want to be, but the commitment is not there. I do feel like people are starting to push against the system a lot more. People are getting fed up. Um, and that's where this culture thing is kind of coming through. I but, guess I'll, yeah. I'll ask the question, should you be, for Christians, should we be about anything more than we are about our faith? No, but, uh, but but that doesn't mean you can't be about other things. That's not what I asked. And no, I, and... I said I, I, no. I, I said no. There's something you should be about more than your faith, but mm. doesn't mean that there are things not happening in the world that might not per se be like Christian issues. That it doesn't mean that you can't be or should be a part of. Okay, yeah. And I, I will I will also answer that with a statement that I made before from C.S. Lewis. Um, when exposed to the light, you can either talk about the light or what the light allows you to see. Mm. And both of those things are still by virtue of the light itself. Mm. And so we can speak about this light. We can just speak about, look at the brilliance of this light. We can examine the qualities and blah, blah, blah. And again, that's like expositional preaching, talking about who Jesus is, all of those stuff. And we can equally say like, the light allows me to see both the good and the bad in the world. And I believe that both of these things are, are biblical causes. I push back against that a little bit in that it's crazy trying to push back against C.S. Lewis, but hey, um, in that- I'm ready for you. That's kind of what the person with the picket fence is doing. 
with the with the so, with the LGBT is going to help because they are looking at the light has now let them see that you know this is a perversion of sexuality as God designed it, mm. and thus this is sin. Um, but then saying that saying that the light now allowed you to see this is sin isn't helpful to anyone. Isn't helpful to anyone, and you are right in that that isn't the sin that's going to lead them to hell. The mm. sin that's going to lead them to hell is denying the, the divinity of Jesus. Yeah. And, that's and so there's the something, the it's talking about the light, but it's, it's seeing the world and seeing that the sin there is denying the light, if that makes sense. And so the root cause of this is that you're denying the light. And, and in terms of, um, and I, I feel like the picket sign, I wouldn't argue, I wouldn't go and be like, yo, yeah, you might have got in hell. And I wouldn't pronounce condemnation among them like that, um, but I would argue I would you would you would find me in a Black Lives Matter movement or march or whatever. You would see me there. Ill, um, ill. Even though Black Lives Matter propagates feminist and so. Anti-biblical, anti-biblical. So my um, my 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 thing there would wouldn't necessarily be affiliation to the organization. That would be you as your standard, and what you so believe. So it will be Black Lives Matter. Not, <laughs> this this organization is good. Now my thing is Black Lives Matter. No, then you have to you you you're gonna have to come with a different phrase. Then you can't use the same phrase as the person you see you're not affiliated with. That's contradicting uh, advertising, confusing advertising. But nah, and cool. and what I was gonna say as well is, um, so that there are a few instances in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, where God, there's one like a really strong one in in Isaiah where God is like. You lot fast thinking that's what I want, but you neglect justice, righteousness, and looking after the widows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like that—that that was the issue. That was what—that's the qualm that God had with them. Whereas, like they were doing that, they were doing what they thought was religious mm-hmm. in the fast, in this, in in um, presenting some nature of holiness and jesus repeated that to the pharisees they presented something holy but their hearts were far away from him and they they professed them with their mouths as mm. jesus says but their hearts were far away from them their actions betrayed what their mouths were saying and so that and in professing faith there are some consequences and actions that mm. kind of result from that and these and this is how we are the salt of the earth like we're not just telling but we're doing mm. um so that there is that there is that element to it as well whereas even in standing for faith there is an action that accords to the nature of god and how he causes us to love our neighbors as ourselves to be able to treat people as everyone yes. is yeah. yeah and so it's it's these things that will then drive a person to say yo no, you're being racist to this person and that can't run. Or you're being discriminatory to this person simply by virtue of them not being able to walk or whatever. Mm. Um, and that can't run. Mm. And so, but would I, would it then be, this becomes my entire identity? No, my identity is a child of God. That isn't my identity. My identity isn't, I'm not rooted in activism. I may do that or do whatever, but it's like fundamentally, I am a son. I am a, I am a son. I'm a child of God, and it's by virtue of this that I am now seeing what you're doing is wrong and going really against what God has instituted. Um, and so, yeah, I believe that the root, the root motivation should be the light, should be this union and relationship with God. But there is room for. Um, a display of it that would look like X or look like Y um, in a way that still upholds um, the gospel message. So yeah, we are still proclaiming the gospel, but in tangible ways and in meeting tangible needs. Just a light of mine. I'm gonna let Come on. And, and, and also I think not, not all light is, is like, no, not all light is equal. You know, just because you've seen the light, 
you know, and you might go over your picket fence saying to the LGBT people you're going to hell. But you know, you can have light from like uranium, but that's not helpful light to anyone because <laughs> <laughs> you still get the light, but it'll kill you. The process, you know, um, straight radiation. Facts, and even so, it says the, de- the devil appears as an angel of light. Yeah, but you're but gonna yeah. say something. No, 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 no. I was just going. I was just, I was just going to be silly. But I think we did pretty well for this one topic. Um, I think I'd be happy to round it up there. Shout out to Beyonce. The new album's called Renaissance. Don't shout out to Beyonce. Um, yeah, nah, Robert, Peter, cut that out, please. Why? <laughs> Why shout out to Because well, Beyonce's music bangs. Does it? Yeah. No. <sighs> like a lot of you know album. Do you know what? I can't, I can't even hate because I've been hooking up Kendrick, J. Cole, Johnny P, like all of them, man. There, so I can't even, I can't even, yeah, I can't even talk. That's right. I can't even talk, yeah. I can. Beyonce is the queen. Of who? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Queen. <laughs> Take that, no, queen boy. I don't even want to say Jezebel. She's not done anything to me. I don't care. But yeah. And, she, and Jezebel was even a hoe, but everyone thinks she's a hoe. She's evil though. Yeah, but people don't call yeah. evil women Jezebel. They call the host Jezebel. Promiscuous women. Like they, yeah, that's yeah, it's interesting. And it's mad how every time I read Samson's story, I'm like, Delilah legit, like she approached the entire relationship from the perspective of I'm gonna find out this guy's weakness. She didn't love him. As soon as as soon as they recognized that Samson loved her, Philistines were like, yo, find out his weakness. So her whole setup was, I'm a fine. And now any girl who's trying to trick you, oh, you're Delilah. But I'm just like, okay, interesting. But yeah. Cool. <laughs> Hookups? Hookups, yeah. Hook-ups. I'll go first. I've been cool. I've been on an SO binge, you know. I've been on an SO binge. Now that's find... someone whose music bangs. Yeah. I, f- I find that whenever I go on an SO binge, I go to his early work. Mm. Does he still have so an American accent? I, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, yeah I haven't. he does. In his team stuff, he still does. Yeah. yeah. So, the Five Solars, which is yeah. only on YouTube, that in terms of streaming sites and stuff, I can only get on YouTube unless you've downloaded it and you've got it on your phone, which is one of the perks of having an Android. You can actually download music and put it on your phone. Um, and so it begins. Mm. Those two albums are my go-to whenever I go on an SO binge. So yeah, SO, the artist. Um, if you're if you haven't come across him and you're trying to look look him up on whatever streaming sites, it's S dot O. Yeah. Um, I like it as well. Yeah. yeah. But specifically the ones that I've been binging on are the five solars and um so it begins. Yeah. He's got some new music coming out, I think. Today, actually. Oh, uh, sick. Tonight, dropping midnight. Um, but yeah, no, Esso's, Esso's, been, Esso's been banging since. Yeah. I, I had an Esso song in my wedding. It was part of our first dance. It was, so it was. That's how deep. I and I feel it. like there was one time I was banging Esso in the car and I didn't know that you vibes with Esso. Mm. I think we were going to the gym or something. Mm. And then we both, we both parked up and... I think I opened my door and it was like, yo, is that SO? I was like, yeah, like, yeah. I thought I was, you know, geeking out. We were geeking out over SO. That was sick. That was sick. That's a good time. The one time yeah. the, that guy played uh, Ambassador and stuff in the gym. Bro. We were getting hype. Fam, that pastor who was, who was hustling gym membership and stuff and then going yeah. to church on Sunday to go lead people. Yeah, we yeah. pray for him still. <laughs> we pray for him still. And he was moving to Gal, you know. But yeah, now you pray for him. I'm trying to lay hands. Anyway, um, so my hookup will be Bob's World, which is like a game. So I've, I'm not really a big gamer, but I've been looking for these sort of fun little time waster games you can have on your phone. I can do anything, you know. Whenever I'm sort of in a queue or something, I don't want to study. I can just use that. So. Um, yeah, Bob's World. It's essentially a render of Super Mario, the original Super Mario, um, and you can just get it on your phone. And the controls are pretty responsive, so it's pretty decent. Um, so yeah, Bob's World. That's my that's my hookup. Cool. 
Is that the um, one with the ninja running through like his... No. <laughs> it's definitely not God, that. Let me, let me see. No, no, no. That's... No. That's the rebooting. Yeah, no, that's not that one. <laughs> that's the Big Bang version. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless that's There's just even a, one with a leprechaun, you know. So you see, I think there might be. Pierre, just and just, well, just, just the, the, is, the one that I have is specifically for Android, oh. so I don't know if it's just an. Android I see. Thing. I see Super Bobby's world. Nah, that doesn't even look right. I'll, I'll send the link. Trying, I'll send the link. Cool. All right, my hookup is a song. It just popped into my head. Um, old song, Georgia Smith, Teenage Fantasy. <laughs> we Smith, wanna bro. teenage fantasy. To be honest, I feel like that's the only song of hers that I like, but it's a banger. Go check out the video as well. I like the way that the video was shot as well. It's like noir. Mm. Noir. Cool. All right, I guess we're done. Oh, look at us yeah. doing our first, our first video episode. It's actually not. It's not our first it's, video episode, but it, it may be. It's the our one, first like, solo video episode. Yeah. So, is is the video actually going out for this? I will put it on the YouTube. Yeah, on the YouTube. We, you know. We have a YouTube. Like a, well, the ordinary amazing has a YouTube. So I'll put it there. Is, is the duck going to be in the video? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a free <laughs> version. I'm just testing it out, but it's quite decent. But anyway, that's not part of the stream. So. Just make sure all the money is split equally. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And by equally, I mean half comes to me. I think I think um ordinary amazing is gonna take a quarter, and then Peter's gonna take a quarter, and then we're gonna get a quarter. So yeah, my, my I've already told you. Like I, I've already told you I've got half. <laughs> So you can find the audio amazing for for your quarter. <laughs> At least let, let let's let it get some views first before we start planning. That's when I'm already splitting dividends. I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, all right. Um, shout out to Root for the intro outro music. Calvin Turnvoldor. Wait, it is going to go on YouTube. We can just put this in the description. We don't have to do this part anymore. But then the version will still go out. Audio. I'll still put out an audio version. Okay. 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 For you audio talking. listeners, for you audio listeners only. But to be fair, even on Spotify, you, all this information is in the description as well. Just say the thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just do your job. Just do your job, yeah? No, because because how often do you go to look at like the description of a podcast episode? I do. I don't. I, don't. I think the majority of people don't. That's why I don't. you also want to say it. Fine. For all of you who made it to the end of this I told podcast, you to record this so I could put it on the end as a bumper, but no. No, it's, it's better fresh. It's better, better fresh, fresh if you're not complaining about it. No, that's, that's how you keep it fresh. <laughs> By complaining. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know. So give, give, give it that spice. Give it a little, little sprinkle. Bro, just do your job. I know. Just right? <laughs> right. Shout out to Rude for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the Audrey Amazon logo. You can find us on Twitter at Venice UK, Instagram, TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Black Furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, Black Furnace with the apostrophe. Yeah. This is the Black Furnace signing out. Blau. Blau. Hey, we need to do a coordinated blow. Peter, you just can't stay out of the blow. Yeah? Uh, why am I shooting the listeners? I'm a pacifist. And <laughs> 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 to be fair, our blows were not even at, uh, uh, at the same time as this. Bro, it don't matter. We both did it. Peter's <laughs> it went blah, like blah. <laughs> Peter sitting there like a pagan, just staring at the screen. Yeah. And to be fair, my, my first instinct would be pew. <laughs> <laughs> The revolver shots. And Peter's like, he's trying to hold, he's trying to hold the legit. Team. I don't know why you guys are like this. It's like, no, this is how you hold a gun. You squeeze, you don't pull, you squeeze. Alright, let, let me end the podcast. <laughs>